most relationships between founders and boards or founders and investors where it's just like, I know who this guy is. He's this and this and this and this. And so we spend so much time and energy playing that game, playing not to lose, playing for the bad things not to happen instead of what's it going to take for me to go have something new happen with this guy, which you did in your story and something new can happen. You know, but I think as long as we keep calling this side of life, like the soft skills, as if it takes less courage to do that than to make a business plan that like, this is, this is, these are the vital competencies. Like you do this then life multiplier exponentially can happen on the other side sometimes sour deals can be transformed into the sweetest opportunities hello my friends my name is chad and this is the naked leadership podcast high stakes conversations for relentless company founders my co-host and i have over six decades of combined experience in leadership coaching and this podcast is where we explore it all there's no conversation too risky this week adrian dan and i sit down with freddie noah oh man i cannot wait to introduce you to freddie freddie owns a prolific commercial real estate firm in the beautiful state of hawaii jealous much in this conversation freddie Freddie tells a story of a time that a conflict arose in one of his business partnerships and how he was able to turn that conflict into an almost 30-year friendship. While exploring these stories, we learn the secret to making conflict useful and how we can be with people that betray us in a meaningful way. Freddie also shares with us a place in his current leadership that he's being challenged. It's incredibly interesting and insightful to hear how he's being challenged even today with somebody that has as much success and experience as him. Really quick before we dive into the conversation with Freddie, I want to put an invitation out there for those of you who are company founders who listen to this podcast and you have had challenges or are currently facing challenges and you're willing to be open and authentic about those challenges we want to have you on the podcast you can reach out to me chad at takenewground.com i would love to start that conversation about having you on the podcast so that your experience and stories could be a gift to other company founders again my email is chad at takenewground.com or you can find it in the show notes we would love to hear from you we would love to tell your story now let's dive in with freddie Today it's Dan and Adrian. Gentlemen, how are you? You you might be shocked to, to to hear that I've never thought about that ever since. I don't even remember saying it once, nor do I remember I've never thought about it since then. So you can let your hair down, big boy. I lay awake at night thinking about it. <laughs> Adrian is so damn sensitive. Let's talk about what where else that shows up in our you leadership life together. I'll Anything else that I'm like really touchy about? You can get my wife in here. She'll she'll give you a long list. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's this who's the sensitive one if I'm the one that's been holding on to it for <laughs> two years? <laughs> Well, hi, I'm so here, funny. and I'm happy to be first. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. You're first, Dan. Well, w- let's not waste any time. Let's introduce our listeners to Fred. Fred Noah, it's so good to have you, brother. We can't wait to dive into this conversation with you. Hey, Chad and Adrian. Oh, Dan's here. It's good to be with you guys. Right on. Damn straight. See, this is why I love Freddie. This is why I love him. He gets me. <laughs> awesome to be here with you guys. Old home week. Yeah, yeah. you guys have some history here. Indeed. A little bit? A little bit, indeed. Yeah. Dan, I would love to hear, before we dive in, I'd love to hear, you know, we've got some uh, cool stuff coming up in the near future with Freddie over there in the, in the islands, yeah. and um, that's going to be fun. I would love to hear from you, you know, why you wanted to have Fred on. Well, Freddie's one of, I, I would consider him one of my top, friends, counsel, family member, um, met Freddie 
over 25 years ago in a uh, steam bath in at the, at the, in Hawaii. Not, no way. You know, yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. I was there doing a training, and I'm in the steam bath, and I'm by myself, and I'm steaming out. And there's these two Hawaiian guys talking story on the side, and Freddie's one of them. And he's saying, yeah, I'm doing this goofy training, this thing that's coming up. I don't know. This guy, Dan Takini's training it. I don't know. I never heard of him. Have you ever heard no. of him? And the other guy goes, no, I never heard of him or something. And then uh, I go, well, it's okay because I'm him. And that's how we met. That's how we met. Can't and see we- him. Can't see him, but it was like all steam, you know. I go, I just spoke out of the corner. Here I am. I can just picture you like I can just picture you like pulling the steam back, like in a cartoon, like pulling it back and sticking your big fat head through there. (laughs) Big boy, and he's naked, and we became naked, and we became best friends. Mm. That's really what I wanted to know. Were, Were you naked? I was naked. Yeah, great. Well, this is the Naked Leadership Podcast, so this is the perfect story. Unreal. (laughs) Well, Fred, it's so great to – I've heard so many wonderful things. It's great to have you. Do you mind just taking a minute, just letting people know who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, Multi-ethnicity in Hawaii. I'm known as a poi dog. Just that's everything thrown together. I'm part Hawaiian, Filipino, German, Scotch. Irish, um, was raised here in Hawaii by a single mom, uh, raised in the 60s, uh, which is in, was an interesting time. Actually, raised in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and just up until a few years ago when my mom passed. I've got one brother whom I love dearly. He's a stud. He's a, he's a serial entrepreneur and food and beverage guy. James Beard guy, really cool cat. Hmm. Um, I grew up on the beach and in the ocean out here in Hawaii, uh, surfing, paddling, diving, uh, playing competitive beach volleyball. Um, I had the privilege of going to a uh, private school, a a college prep school called Punahou. Uh, I was classmates with a former president uh, Barack, or as we called him, Barry Obama, uh, the same school that helped contribute to some of the successes, I think, of Steve Case from AOL, Piero Midiar from eBay. It was a really cool experience. It was, it was one of the ways that my mom is a single mom struggling to figure out how to raise kids the 60s and 70s could give us try to give us an edge we didn't have a whole lot but she knew education was a key Mm -hmm. so she gave me that experience which frankly has opened up a lot of doors for me and i'm very grateful went away to school on a college volleyball scholarship in california um majored in parting like there was no tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) He played and a little I mean, bit of volleyball, yeah. a lot of beer pong, a lot of beer pong, a little volleyball. Yeah. That's right. It's a good thing we didn't meet then. Oh, goodness gracious. And we knew some of the same people, Daniel. Um, went away to college in California on a volleyball scholarship. Uh, have been in commercial real estate for the last 32 years in uh, brokerage, development, investments. I'm married. 30 years this year, madly in love with my girl. 
Um, what a rock star. I know day is a god when I wake up to her. And probably the last and most important thing for me is that I'm a son of the Most High, which is really cool in the context of what we're talking about with leadership and foundership and the fact that I am not the sum of all of my failures <laughs> and that I get to get up and go again every single moment of every day. So that's kind of mm. the quick narrative on kind of what I'm about. I love people. Um, what I do is a platform for making a difference. And these two men have been a big part of my growth for sure. Mm. That's I, amazing. I love, uh, I don't, I don't know how other people that are listening to this, if they really catch, I mean, I'm just catch man, this guy's a rich guy. This guy's a grounded guy. Um, mm -hmm. even just the way you rep your way, you presence yourself is just so compelling. Um, even if I had, had was just listening for the first time, but I, you know, w before we started recording, I was saying, which might be an odd compliment, but you're like my favorite guy I never see. Mm -hmm. And meaning that, you know, we, we ran together, I guess that was about 10 years ago. We got to run together for a couple of years in a venture whenever I was asked to start a private foundation and it was natural due to the nature of the work that you'd be on the board and your voice and your wisdom and concern and energy. I just, when I say like you're my favorite guy, I mean, like it, you're, I mean, and I don't say this to blow air up your skirt, like your impact. I'll get emotional now just thinking about it. You're just, you're such a match, Adrian. Thank you. What a comp. I received. Thank you. Yeah, man, your impact on me during those exciting and very challenging days. Um, was just such a gift to me, man. So you, you know, I get, I, I, I felt it the way that you show up in people's lives. I, we, we had a window where we got to spend a good time together and it's la such a lasting legacy in my life. And so it's a joy to get reconnected here and, and all the stuff that is to come. So man, thank you for who you are and how you are in the world. Well, you're welcome. And likewise, I mean, that's the beauty of tribe, right? Right. That, that we yeah. talk about what's important and, and, Chad sent me a couple of questions on what we get to talk about today and just keeping it real. And, and it's in, it's in, you know, think about all of the transition that we were going through, that we're still going through and that clearly iron sharpens iron. Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's beautiful. Thanks for, thanks for that guys. I was, I loved witnessing that Adrian, Fred, that's amazing. I wanted to start, uh, Fred. You, you know, you, you talked about the difference that you're making, that your business or that the work that you're doing is just a platform or a, or a canvas for the difference that you want to make with human beings, and you know, pretty significant. You've built something pretty significant out there, uh, from what I can tell, and uh, that's amazing. I, I'm curious for you as you as you look at where you are today as a leader a company founder, somebody who's uh, working to make a difference. What's a, I'd love to just, you know, history wise, what's something, what's a life event or, or a lesson that you learned that contributes significantly to where you are today? Oh man. Well, you know, there, there's a bunch of things. There's, you know, again, growing up in the sixties with a, with a single mom who just hammered away that, uh, I mean, 
till the day she died, right? Um, stuff, things don't matter. People do. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, a dad that was all about um, let your yes be yes and your no be no, promises made, promises kept, and play to win. Play big, go deep. Um, but I would say the most profound um, event that happened in my life was meeting Dan Tapini, was going through a training, going through a training at the time in back in 1997 called Momentous, mm. which just was amazing for me. It gave me altitude on my beliefs and how I show up in the world. Yep. It, uh, it encouraged me and it, it created possibilities that never existed prior to going through that work. And really has been a thread that has um, kept us together, really created an opportunity to get to know Adrian, right? But it, it, it taught me how to give of myself in a way that I didn't know how to do before. It taught mm. me the power of feedback and how critically important feedback it is. It, it, it taught me the value of being inquisitive and, and leaning in, leaning in when it doesn't feel, when it doesn't feel comfortable to lean in, when, 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 the, when it's getting really tough. Um, that right, being right isn't all what it's made up to be. <laughs> so, so it's really created space for me. So the, the platform I get to play in all day is, is this, this is, is real estate and private equity and like that. But, but really it's an opportunity just to hear people's hearts and really understand what's important to them and mm. not to live in solutions, but trying to get the best out of the people I get to work with. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was, I'm so curious about, I've always, you talk about this event, meeting Dan Tacchini, going through a training. I'm always curious what was going on for you in your life at the time that you were receptive to the message. Oh, that's a good question. Actually, life was really good, man. I, I, I was uh, 24. I was in my late 30s. I was a young kid. I was like like kind of priming and I, I was newly married. It was It was the honeymoon, I think, four years into my marriage. Uh, my wife and I like to talk about it, that uh, it was so good. And yet we could see if things hadn't changed, it wouldn't have been so good for so long. Right. So it was really a good time. Uh, it was a great time that I could get some new tools and, 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 and actually kind of enhance the tools that are inherently already living in me, right? It, it, it was it was a key that unlocked many doors and it and it created incredible relationships Dan has become a brother I mean and I mean that in the deepest sense there are, you know there are no conversations that we cannot have that we do not have it was creating it or haven't had or haven't had and it created a tri it's created a tribe 
Adrian, you're part of the, it's, it's created resource. So, you know, I, I, I think about it, man, I think of like the sky's the limit even now in my sixties because of this resource, if you will. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. <clears throat> Because you you'd spoken you know so deeply and beautifully about your about your both your mother's commitments and your father's commitments, and like what was distinct, especially life was working. You had some good upbringing, um, and then what was distinct. So it sounds like a whole different. What what was it? Was it like a distinction in how you related to others? Like when you said resource, like. You know what, what I'll tell you, Adrian, what was really, what has been cool and continues. I mean, I hear y'all, y'all voices all the time, man. Hmm. Right. And, and the, the work that was done in the room for the four days and has continued to happen for 25 years yep. is learning to, um, to not only touch, but to embrace the things that in the past I'd have nothing to do with. Like small kind of spooky, man, the scary stuff, right? The messes that come, the difficult conversations, you know, the conversations that I was making up that are difficult. Yeah. You know, it's funny now the guys like we'll go into a conference room and you can smell all the turmoil and all the stuff. Right. And everybody's like, send Freddie in there. <laughs> I just have to laugh about that. And I keep telling guys, you guys, um, you're just putting too much energy on it. For me, there's no energy on it. Let's just actually get into it. And, and Dan, you continue to encourage me to live in the mess, to sit in the mess, to not have to solve the stuff. To love on people, to make it just that's really how you've been for us as counsel. But like I remember having some struggles when we started that restaurant. I'd never been in the restaurant business ever, and I really was committed to doing well in it. And I, (laughs) you, you were such a sober voice because it was. Remember you telling me, "Do your homework, man. Do the homework." Go to the restaurants, understand the market, know where you're, know, you know, get a chef, know what you're doing. Like you and you, I would get on the phone with you and you, it was like a checklist. And if I resisted it, you were so good at, no, look, man, you pay now or pay later. Mm-hmm. And, and it made a huge difference because we, I mean, that thing went from, you said you're going to lose out of the box and we did. And by the end of the first year, we were profitable. And, and, and it was, you know, you went to the point you said, you had me watch the restaurant rescue. I must have watched fifty versions, fifty episodes. But it was like, do the homework, man. There's no way to get. There's no shortcut. And and that, and I, I'd seen. I've seen you do that. You know, I saw you. I've seen you shoot yourself in the foot and get back up and make it work the next time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love you. Have so many great stories. Uh, <laughs> Lots of failures, yeah. man. Yeah. No, that's what, that, no that's breakthroughs what without breakdowns, for sure. Right, right on. It's, I mean, it's, it's good to, to remind folks, I mean, as we think about who we get to work with, and 
a lot of times who we work with is like when the thing's falling apart, right? When the pain is big, high enough that they're finally willing to call uncle and then, or somebody calls uncle for them. That happens from time to time. It's like, Hey, you got to go talk to this person. Um, but it's good to hear like things are working. Things are working. Things were working for you. And then there was this, this invisible next level, which comes from this invisible next view point of it and me and the whole thing. And, you know, that now the out the, and it's also just compelling to hear it. I mean, I wasn't there in 1997. Um, I think I was still chasing some cheerleader in 1997, but the, uh, anyway, lots of jokes there. I'll let those go by the, um, (laughs) um, I guess my point though is, like 25 years later, that conversation stays with you, right? And I just want to put a button on that because, man, I don't know. I'm guessing listeners, you, you might have conversations that, ha- that happen that have stuck with you, some of which might, be, tor- might still torture you today, some of which might hit like a revelation. Like I, this happened and then the whole world is different after that. And for those that are just getting to know Take New Ground, those are what we go for. Like we don't have a low bar around here. We have a high bar around here. Like may may we get to have revelation together and get to be reinvented in the process. And for you, that happened. And now you want to go closer to trouble than you've ever gone before. Who thinks like that? No one. No one thinks like that. And that's just so anti-evolutionary. It's so anti-human to like, hold on, there's trouble. Let me go see what's going on. And that's been like the resounding gift in you. I'm just... But I think it's beautiful. It's, I, it's I, worth talking about it. The resounding gift now, 25 years later, after I was already successful and this thing opened up a whole new world for me and my wife and my business and everything. And the big takeaway is where there's trouble, trouble is a calling for me now. And that, you know, obviously sets you apart in every room. People send you in when the alarms are going off, they send you in and you get to live this heroically I'm not, you know, live heroically, like go in after it. I mean, what a beautiful story and just a great well, takeaway. You know what? I got to tell you, man, um, I get to face my demons all day, every day. And, right on. And, 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 and they're there. And this, this is a discipline. Um, I need it more now than I did 25 years ago. And, and success is relative, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not successful without the tribe and without so many people around me. And so, you know, you know, when I go in, one of the things that I try to do when I, when I'm on the field is to demystify, you know, there, you can take this IP and you can make it all about, you know, I, I actually try to, like I said, when we're when we're in these conversations with partners and stuff, it's just like, guys, let's just notice the energy we're putting on it, right? Anybody can walk in this, and I think to liberate and free other people. Somebody, somebody saw something in me 25 years ago that thought this experience would make a difference. Mm-hmm. That there's something about you, um, Mari Tevis, down. Yeah. Yeah. And she had a heart for my wife and I. She saw something, and 
And I love what you guys are about at taking new ground. That's what this is about. And I'm so excited about what's coming up here in October um, because it's the crucible. You know, Daniel, we've put on work marriage workshops for decades and Thank lots you. of trainings. You can't touch this work without being without being transformed on a daily basis. And I'm constantly going through transformation. It, it's it's like I said earlier. It's 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 a key that unlocks getting back up after we fail and going again, right? And 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 you know, Adrian, I I, I miss it so much, but I, I I do know this that 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 isn't who I am. The miss isn't who I am. Mm-hmm. As long as I care about people and I'm for real about what we're up to, it's an open door for me to get off it, to get off of my stuff, to get off of my miss. And to to account for it, and 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 actually, um, you know, there's a lot of lemons, but we make some serious good lemonade, man. <laughs> so, Freddie, I, I think it's you know, it's always a gift to hear um, other founders and leaders' experience as they've stumbled through this experience. It's a messy experience for everybody. And it's 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 a unique experience where most people are posturing like it's not messy, it, you know, probably it, probably more so than any other areas that I'm aware of. Being a company founder and leadership is one place that people really want to pretend like it's not messy. Uh, and you know, you've mentioned the failures a couple of times, and it's always a, a rich experience for me to just hear some of the, you know, messiness of people's experience so that we can relate to it. We can learn from it. And I'm curious for you, are there any of those specific events or, or decisions that you mistakes that you've made along the way that you learned something from that you're willing to share? Life is not fair. It's what you negotiate. Let me say that one more time. Life is not fair. It's what you negotiate. Now that's an interesting thought. If that's true, it means that everything you have in life right now, the possessions, the relationships, the fitness, the mindset, are all a product of your negotiations with others and yourself. And if that's true, wouldn't you want to be very clear on how you negotiate what's effective and what's ineffective, what your strengths are and what your blind spots are? It is, after all, producing all the results in your life. So here's the deal. We put together a 15-question quiz that you can take in five minutes or less and find out exactly what your negotiation style is. The results of this quiz will give you insight into your strengths and blind spots in negotiation. It will also give you insight in how you can accentuate those strengths or compensate for the blind spots. Think for just one second with me all of the conversations you're having in your life. Think about compensation or advancement conversations with people on your team, discussing financial decisions with a partner, or just getting your kids to get their damn shoes on so that you can leave the house. All of these conversations are negotiations. This simple yet powerful tool has the potential to reinvent the way you get what you want in every aspect of life. Go to negotiation.takenewground.com right now or click the link in the description of this episode and find out what negotiation style you embody. You can thank us later. Now back to the show. Sure, man. Um, 
I'll start with one of my partners who's a, a, a dear, dear friend. He is uh, one of the co-creators of Kona Brewing Company. His name's Mattson Davis. Love him. I, uh, I met him, oh, golly, uh, 22 to 23 years ago. And he was living in Kailua Kona, which is one of our, our neighbor islands. And he was building a brand, which is Kona Brewing. And a lot of people know about Kona Brewing, so they built a beast of a brand. But back in the day, he was this guy from Portland that was slick and had a had a quick rap. He was finger popping, head swagging. And I got he got turned on to me, and he needed to do some stuff. And I was making all kinds of stuff up about him. I had all my judgments were coming up. Mainland guy thinks he knows everything. And he was just had such a slick rap and talked more than he should. And and we had made a commitment. He had, he had gotten my name about how to help him grow his brand through real estate acquisition. And he got my name from somebody and I made a commitment to him. And then all my judgments got in the way of that commitment and I blew him off. And this guy jumped into my stuff like there was no tomorrow. And he was just clear. He wasn't harsh, but it was just like, you know, you're full of crap, man. You're, you talk about this and you talk about that. And it just pierced me. It was just like, whoa. And as much as I wanted to like justify, it was like something came over me. And I just said, man, you are so right on. And I asked the guy, I just said, would you forgive me? And I, and I and I actually talked to him about my judgments on him, right, wrong, or in, or indifferent, and it actually served him, served him in a really big way. And 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 I remember saying, man, if if if, if you'll have me, we could start over, and, and and I'll commit. I'll tell you. So here we are, twenty three years later, like Daniel, we're dearest of friends, we're family. He lives in my home. We have gone through so many wars and successes and tribulations together, but it started with the most a harsh breakdown and being able to walk it out and to and to actually own my own stuff. And so mm-hmm. and, and I will tell you, it, it, it manifested itself into we've had a lot of successes, but we also had one development that was in 2000. In 2008, when the market crashed, we lost everything. In 2006, this young broker, myself, thought, I've made so much money for so many people, it's my time. It's time for us to throw <laughs> equity into the, into the deal. And, and we threw a whole lot of money, you know, everything, our life savings in 2007 on, on the table. And in 2008, I got a licking like I've never gotten in my life. But that was another failure that allowed us. I, I mean, the failure is just, it, it was, do you, are you willing to get back up, account for your mistakes, account for my arrogance, repent to my wife that I'll never make these same decisions again until I do. <laughs> but you know what? It's just getting up and going again. But I will tell you, even that, Chad, was an opportunity to make right to account mm-hmm. for, to communicate frequently and because you care because at the end of the day, you know, um, and I, I don't know if this is making sense. No, perfect. And, and I'll tell you, we have the list. best relationships with all the banks in this state now, because at the end of the day, 
although it was really rough and I thought we were going to lose everything, we kept our promise. Right on. Yeah, I mean, I, one thing that really sticks out to me is what a gift that initial breakdown with him was. Yeah. 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 Could you could you have created, had you not had that breakdown and then come to it with a way of being that invites curiosity, invites clear communication, could you have what you have today? No. I don't know. Yeah. No. We just saw, so Dan and I... <clears throat> get to go be in a lot of rooms and we were just in this one room, a really unique room. Uh, I'll just say like a family uh, environment. And, um, they were having, uh, we spent two days together and talked a lot about all the mess that was there and the challenges that were there and the political challenges internally for the brothers and all that. And it wasn't until the last couple hours that as we're having this discussion about the future, I just pointed out that there had been no conversation about forgiveness just to point it out, we're talking about the vision for the, for the family and just, you know, and that became a huge opening for them. Like they hadn't even entertained that all of their offenses didn't, they didn't have to carry them to their grave and just make the best of the shitty situation that we've created for ourselves. Yeah. That's what they've been doing. And that they had been unwittingly taking revenge on each other for those judgments. And when they saw that, it, it opened up a ton. And this is a family of brothers and in-laws that are running a, you know, a major business. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. a big business. And they're yeah. willing, I think their assets are over $2 billion. And th- when they got real with each other, yeah. you, could, you could feel it. You could, all of a sudden, the two that were most in enmity were like this, and they needed each other because... Yeah. One did all the legal work and the other one did all the real estate work. So they needed it. And then at the end, one said to me, you know, I think our relationship is much better than we thought it was. We actually closed 88 deals this year. I can't imagine what's going to happen when we clear this space up. Right on. Right. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about anybody listening um, that because this, this is like, you know, most leadership teams I know and most board, you know, most relationships between founders and boards or founders and investors where it's just like, I know who this guy is. He's this and this and this and this. And so we spend so much inter- time and energy um, playing that game, playing not to lose, playing for the bad things not to happen instead of what's it going to take for me to go have something new happen with this guy, which you did in your story. And something new can happen, you know, but I think as long as we keep calling this side of life, like the soft skills, that's what they usually call it. This is the soft skills stuff, i.e. I. the person skills as if as if it takes less courage to do that than to make a business plan. Business plans easy. Um, there's really not a lot at stake to go put together a strategic plan. I mean, in some ways there is, but you get my point that like this is this is these are the vital competencies. Like if you do this, then, then life multiplier exponentially can happen on the other side. Yeah. This enables you to recover the vision when the plan hits reality, right? Because every plan that hits reality fails Mm -hmm. and you recover the, the vision of the plan in reality when you're, when it's failing, it's like each failure is an opening or not, depending on how you frame it. And I think that's really key because I know when I go to Freddie or I go to you, Adrian, or you, Chad, I can count on getting a frame that's going to help me see something I'm not seeing. 
Like you may you may not even see it, but your frame opens up a horizon I hadn't considered. That's what true counsel is, and it's the willingness to like introduce the frame in the in the midst of my arrogance or self righteousness about the frame I'm looking through. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that um, one of the things Adrian said um, for for me, what's really important is where I get in trouble is when I get caught up in identity, my own identity. Yeah. I think of the brothers that you were talking about when I, when I, when I can, and I still deal with it. It, 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 it runs in the background and it takes discipline just to interrupt it. And mm-hmm. these, that's why I, that's why I think this is so important. Just even these conversations and the tribe we have to see what you don't know, you don't know. Right. And it's just uh-huh. that identity, the comparison um, with Matson, as I was talking about, when I could get off of my own identity and what I thought, I, I will tell you, moving into this new this new realm that we're in right now, I deal with it on a regular basis. You know, when you look yeah. at what's going on geopolitically and and with the Fed and interest rates and all the uncertainty in the marketplace and what's going on, the stuff we're making up. And then you then you layer that with identity issues on it. You know, I, I can tell you, we 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 launched a new uh, private equity fund just before. You know, I, I have an uncanny knack for timing. Launch a new investment <laughs> in two thousand eight, in two thousand seven, and in two thousand nineteen, <laughs> do an equity fund right before a pandemic. But guess what, man? That's just the tip of the iceberg. There's just another pandemic tomorrow, right? Right. That's and right. If yeah. we can get, if I, I'm learning, so now I'm in this this understanding capital stacks and like that, and I don't know anything about it. That's not my come from, and I and and I found myself not able to embrace my partners because I was making up what I'm not good at, and I and 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 I and I think that when I hear like the brothers. All that internal stuff that goes on. Yeah. For me, it's that constant discipline of knock it off, man. Yeah. Stop making this stuff up, you know. And what's really important on the other side? What's really important with other people? Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, it, it does make sense. sense. In fact, and I was just uh, go ahead. It, it, it just brought up for me. Other people are going to fail me. They're going to oh. lie. I'm going to lie. I'm going to fail them. But other people are going to, I know, if I know I'm going to fail them, I'm going to expect that from as well. But it, that isn't the issue for me. The issue is how do they recover from it? Are they willing to, like, there's almost anything, you can fail almost anything and I'm there, right? If you're willing to own it and, and vice versa, I, there's something in the humanity, uh, kind of owning our humanity and being having space to, you utilize the failures of our humanity to deepen our connection for what we're up to. Yeah. And and that's one of the things because God knows I failed you, Freddie, and you've, you know, we've all failed. failed each other. Yeah. And, but there's, they've only drawn us closer together. And I think that has a lot to do with how open-handed, like if, if somebody's open-handed with me, I, it's almost like my defenses go down. I don't care what's happened. If you're open-handed and you're willing, I'll never forget this guy was working for my dad. It was one of the first times I saw this. You knew, you know my dad well, Freddie. And and he was working for my father, and he had stolen 
money from my father in the movie theater. And he came to my father and confessed it. And my father worked with him, kept him in his position, worked with him. That guy became the most loyal guy in my father's company. And I, it mm-hmm. just gives me goosebumps because the guy came open-handedly, pay, said, I'm going to pay you back. Here's what I was doing. I was stuck. I was caught up in drugs. I've gotten clean. If you're going to fire me, I know you can, obviously. But I want you to know I'm committed to this. If you'll stand with me, I promise you I won't let you down like that again. And the guy worked. Just my dad still talks about him. How you know what a loyal guy he is. But it's really interesting how often teams or partnerships fall apart because somebody didn't live up to an expectation, either legitimate or illegitimate. And rather than use that tension to draw them closer together, it ends up separating. And you know that's part of the walk. Sometimes, you know, if if another party doesn't want to reconnect or is unwilling yep. to open-handedly go after it, then it's probably better you, you separate. You know, Dan, this is so powerful, and I hope the listeners get this. I'm getting it afresh, anew, as you speak. Um, the notion of forgiveness, right, um, is, is really, really powerful. And, I, and, and what I find sometimes is powerful is in, in the work that I do, in in the realm of transactions and putting really I, I i call it putting marriages together because that at the yeah. end of the day guys call me the top you know i mean we're, we're putting transactions and capital together capital stacks together but they're marriages they're relationships that hopefully stand the test of time steeped in promise and commitment and in the inevitable when humanity shows up and our humanity always shows up there's failure mm-hmm. there's breakdowns there's all kinds of things there's interest rates skyrocketing when you could not have seen that coming or maybe you could have but you didn't but how do we how do we recover right and that's so critical how do we recover and so what a beautiful story about this man coming to pop it with humility and oftentimes i find myself actually trying to support if you will and be in the conversation with the dads of that conversation, if you will, because mm-hmm. it's another choice. That's part of it. And you think about it. And so often we're like, you're out, gone. But And, and that, like, might, that might be the move. And that might be the move, but it might not be. That's but where right. are the prices because you're going to be right again? And yeah. not really just sitting in it and exploring the possibilities, right? Yeah. I think it's 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 it, there's so much systemically in this thing we do. Well, you know, it's interesting. I asked my dad why he did brought him back, and he said, "I probably wouldn't have, except he was so willing to accept leaving. Like he knew yeah. I ought to fire him, and he was he was fully he was obviously he was walking out to his make he was making amends, and he said he was so willing." to take whatever consequences I knew I had somebody who was real there. Yeah. And why would I, it's like we, in, in one of our conversations is maturity is expensive and this kid's up to it. And, you know, and I could tell because he's willing to leave lovingly, he would be grateful even if he left. So why not have him continue on? So, yeah. you know, and that's a choice. It's like, there's no rule there. You really got to look at, but I was really deeply moved by how closely my father was listening 
to how this guy was accounting. And that was in the accounting. He picked up the authenticity and realized he had somebody's worth investing in again. Yeah. And I think to connect this convo to what hit me, Freddie, when you were talking around the self and all that that gets in the way, um, you know, I, I, this is why we talk about hugging the cactus, which is like if like in you in that situation, you know, and your conversation about self, which is maybe in common vernacular is insecurities, right? Like I'm in a conversation about myself and it's right. the bad one that I hope stays private. And if I don't watch it, I'm going to spend a lot of my time trying to make sure that doesn't happen. And then I'll get defensive. Anyway, if you're like me, you'll do all that. And, and if I can put my arms around that and like befriend that guy, like yeah. the non-courageous, like the coward that lives in me, if I befriend that guy and walk him to the surface and, and get him out there in the world too and have this belief, this faith that it says, oh, hold on, maybe the world, while dangerous always, maybe it also is a place worth living. Like I'll go ahead and bring that to the right surface on. and it'll show who my tribe is. Like because right. people that I want in my life can handle all of me. That's like so the, good, the, the great That's- side of me and the, the dastardly side of me and I've done deeds and had thoughts that would take the pain off that wall. And you know, that's just true. And that's not going anywhere. And that's also maybe part of the redemption story for me. I know it is. Um, and the more my point is, the more that I'm willing to do that for myself, the more space I have for somebody else. That's yeah. so you know? that's so rich, Adrian. I, I will tell you, there's a good friend of, of mine who used to work with us. Dan knows him. You remember uh, Ikaika Rollins went through oh, the Oh, yeah. Love it, Kaiko. Yes. So this, you know, we, we, oh. we had just an incredible relate. We have an incredible relationship. I haven't seen him for a while, but we'd be in these meetings and we debrief the meetings and I'd give him, we had permission with each other and like that. And I'm giving him feedback. And, and this is a local kid, really sharp cat. He says in Hawaiian vernacular, he says, oh, wow, bro. How, how do you get all that? You, you you see all my stuff. And to your point, Adrian, I told him, I'll never forget this. I said, you know what, Ikaika? I see your stuff because it all lives in me. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. here. It's just on the surface. And every time we get to walk this out together, I just have a, a little more discipline to notice it and 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 not let it have me. Right. And, and for now, at least, <laughs> and and um, and and I love what you're saying because as we walk that out for others, our own transformation continues to occur. Right on. So cool. Yeah. As that's the beautiful thing. There's there's an old saying in the recovery world that like we do not regret the past, nor do we wish to close the door on it, um, because. All of my failings are my gifts. Like all of my insecurities are my gifts. They, that's all, they, they all taught me so much and they're there to teach somebody else, especially when offered like, because it's so rare. I mean, somebody was asking me the day, like, what does the world need? The world needs a framework for forgiveness. I think maybe more than anything else. Maybe. Yeah, right on. Um, right on. Because we're dying for it and right. we, we are dying, literally dying for it. And yet we're so scared to give it. And there's all this going on. And for folks that are running businesses, you know it. I mean, all the level, the micro and macro betrayals you feel, all the insecurities you feel, all the, all the vision that you, can't, you won't dare utter for fear that you'll be found out. 
that you don't have what it takes to pull it off, which is usually code for, I can't pull it off by myself, so I'd rather not utter it because I don't want to have these kind of interdependent life. I'd rather play it safe because I can't dare fail in public, and which is just a code for, I haven't yet generated the type of relationships that actually bake failure in, and it's a part of the richness that's here, and which is we all dream of. I just get chills thinking about it. That's what I have on this team. It's like there's nothing. Nothing that you know, by the way us. is absolute truth, right? Yeah, I, right on. I, I am indeed going to fail. Right on. Well, yeah, beyond performance is meaning. Yes. And that's all meaning. And that's what enables the performance to excel, you know. So as I listen to you guys chat about this, it's been a gift. I, I think about uh, Jordan Peterson as he talks about we all have snakes in us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And to be into and be in relationship with other people. So think about this if you're listening and to, to be a leader of people is to enter into a marriage with them. It's a, it's to enter into a life, a way of, you know, a, a way of connecting. And you both have snakes in you. I have snakes in me. You have snakes in right. you. And the greatest act of courage is to say, I recognize that. And I'm still going to trust you. I'm still going to. And, and knowing that we're it's courageous because we know whatever comes up, we can handle it. Yep. Whatever is there, we can handle it. So as we, as we wrap this conversation up, I have one more question for you, Freddie. And that is, I, I have zero interest in this conversation, in this podcast, being those nicely packaged conversations where you went through something hard and then you became really successful. And now you're the, you know, everybody looks to you and says, hey, Freddie's so amazing. He's successful. He wouldn't understand what I'm going through. So my last question for you is, what are you currently challenged with in your leadership? Oh man, um, new ideas, learning, learning new technology, learning new ways of being. I'm, I've, uh, Chad, we've embarked on uh, this new fully integrated real estate company in a world that I don't have many answers for. Um, so it's really. Uh, a season of incredible humility and like Dan talked about early on I, I confront there are times where I I'm like you know what I'm getting to a point where I don't want to have to learn new stuff but I don't I you know I'm there I don't want to have to do this I want to be comfortable and I don't and I made commitments to and promises to partners that I don't get to take that position so it's a whole new season of doing homework and doing the work and yeah. and learning and being humble and making requests it's it's mm -hmm. it's you know kind of wired to try to create space for people and and now it's like the humility to say i don't know will you help me um mm -hmm. i do that i'm doing that a lot lately and there's free and and i'm learning that there's a freedom in it and people actually want to help man Mm -hmm. And and it's just another opportunity to um, create richness in relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I I will say some of the challenges I I don't see them is that in there's a lot of failure in the marketplace right now all over the place, and so how do we navigate through all of that failure? And, and not making people wrong, if you will, and trying to create possibilities out of it. That's something that's really big right now. And I think this, this is a big season of that. I, I don't think we've seen 
really all of the damage. Dan, you and I have talked about it, what, what's yet in front of us with the capital markets, the U.S. dollar and like that. And I don't mean to go toward just, you know, things. But I think that at the end of the day, that's creating a lot of challenges for people. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so um, I, I guess the biggest thing, Chad, to answer your question is interrupting for me the comfort. You know, I'm in a place right now where I could probably um, start to unwind and pull back. And, 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 and I'm like, no, no, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. do it. Going to keep on keeping on to whom much is given, much is required. You know, I think of the four of us on, I'm really looking forward to our time together in October because I think there's going to be a lot of lift for the state of Hawaii. There's a lot of challenging things going on out here. And I think the work that you're doing, and I look forward to being part of a small part of collaboration in, in this. You've alluded to it a couple of times Freddie, but do you want to just talk about what we're doing in November? Yeah. So uh, for those of you out there that are watching, we're going to My wife and I are going to host Dan and Adrian and Chad and the team that are going to come out and provide a training out here um, called the Revenant. And it's a great opportunity to get altitude on belief systems, to take new ground, to connect deeper, to create intimacy, to to just actually live in this ethos that we've been talking about here. Um, I can tell you it's created transformation and continues to transform my life. And and really that's what it's about. I, I have not been, you know, for a good 20 plus years, I was very steeped in the work, have not been and, and I know that you guys have done a lot more work and grown and there's a lot more distinctions. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to my own transformation and just being with you guys when you're out here mm-hmm. in October, November. Yeah. So you can join us for this training in Hawaii in October. Uh, the registration's open on the webpage right now. We are revenant.com. Um, limited seating. This one's going to feel fast. The one that we go into this week, fall, um, and the momentum is around this, this training. It's huge, and we only do it two or three times a year. So what better place to do it than Hawaii? Man? On the Gold Coast, right on Diamond Head. I was just going to say it's going to be just awful. It's right it's on. <laughs> Actually, don't come. It's don't on come. the ocean. It's horrible. We got great hotel room rates. You won't want to be here. <laughs> and and uh, just a little kicker: if you register before the July thirty first, it's twenty four ninety five versus twenty nine ninety five. So Ooh. don't miss it. Smoking, Freddie. Thank you so much. What a gift, man! This has been yeah. beautiful. Love you guys, man. This is way rich. Thank you. Thank you, Freddie. Thanks. Yeah, man. Love you. Love you. Bye, bye, everybody. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast. As a heads up, every Friday we post a Cliff Notes version of that week's conversation with all the highlights in under five minutes. Check that out for a quick and powerful reminder of the principles discussed. I hope this conversation has been valuable to you. If it has, the greatest compliment you could pay us is sharing it with somebody who could use it. Thanks so much for listening and until next week, bye-bye everybody.